and welcome to Daily Interlake News Now. I'm your host, Taylor Inman. We're chatting about last week's biggest stories and taking a look at what's coming up for the Flathead Valley. This week for our deep dive segment, I'll speak with Interlake reporter Kate Heston and get caught up on bills our local lawmakers have moving through the legislature as the session nears completion in May. But first, here are some headlines. Congressman Ryan Zinke called for a federal investigation into the government contractor managing the online vehicle reservation system at Glacier National Park, just hours after meeting with stakeholders in Columbia Falls on Tuesday. Zinke, who previously served as Secretary of the Interior under former President Donald Trump, is asking the National Park Service to investigate the Booz Allen Hamilton Incorporated contract that manages Recreation.gov, which is the website where people can secure reservations for national parks, including Glacier. He also called on the federal agency to drop the vehicle reservation system, which he has frequently criticized since taking office earlier this year, pending the outcome of the investigation. At Tuesday's meeting, Zinke and community members had a discussion about how they believe the reservation system keeps people from enjoying the park. Joe Hoff, who owns the Glacier Highland Motel and Cafe, said he used to enjoy many afternoons with his family in the park, but now it's harder than ever to get in. In addition to this, his staff fields calls from angry visitors who are not aware they needed a reservation to get into the park. They can't get the golden ticket. Uh, I know Heidi Miley had said that uh, it's easier to get tickets to uh, Taylor Swift concert. Well, I've got a daughter that teaches in Alberton. Um, she comes up in the summer, we can't go to the park, but she did get tickets to Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> Glacier's reservation system was implemented in 2021 and only required tickets for the going to the Sun Road. It has since expanded to require tickets at the Pole Bridge to Medicine and many Glacier entrances. Zinke, a Republican, pointed to a recent Wall Street Journal article looking into Booz Allen's multi-million dollar contract to oversee the reservation system in a letter submitted to the National Park Service's director. The congressman met with Glacier National Park Superintendent Dave Romer after the community meeting, according to Zinke's office. Evergreen community organizers are marching forward with efforts to bring more sidewalks to the unincorporated area of Flathead County. The groups behind the already planned sidewalks for a section along U.S. 2 are applying for grant funding with the Montana Department of Transportation to facilitate a second phase of the project. The goal is to construct a half mile of sidewalk north of Evergreen Junior High School. The Evergreen School District is sponsoring the application on behalf of the Evergreen Community Partners and the Evergreen Chamber of Commerce. The project will complete the most critical section of sidewalk needed to ensure the safety and access for school-aged children in the area. The project est- the project, estimated at a cost of $1.15 million, is envisioned to bring sidewalks from East Evergreen Drive to Poplar Drive on the east side of the highway and from Meadowlark Drive to Terry Road on the west side. On Tuesday, representatives of the Evergreen Community Partners petitioned Flathead County Commissioners to endorse the project by signing a letter that will be submitted with their grant application to the state. Commissioners approved the letter on a vote of 2-1, to one, with Commissioner Pam Holmquist voting in opposition. The letter says that if the grant is awarded, the county would agree to work with the Evergreen Community Partners to facilitate the taxing district required to fund the project for ongoing maintenance. Homequest expressed concern that community organizers may not be able to complete the first phase of the sidewalks if construction bids come in too far above engineering estimates. Sarah Stahlberg with the Evergreen Community Partners said following the meeting that the timing of the grant application before phase one is completed is out of necessity to keep the larger project moving forward. For the initial phase, sidewalk organizers earned a $1 million grant from the Department of Transportation in September of 2021 to create the sidewalks from the old Kmart to the Evergreen Junior High School. Final design for the project is complete and construction is anticipated for spring or summer of 2024. The Flathead County chapter of the Citizens Climate Lobby is holding an event on Earth Day to educate the community about opportunities to move towards renewable energy sources. 
The Citizens Climate Lobby is an international grassroots nonprofit that advocates for policies to mitigate climate change. The Flathead County chapter has 300 registered members, according to co-leader Angie Winter, who said the organization is volunteer-driven and, f- and focused on federal-level legislation that is effective in reducing net emissions. The family-friendly event will be held at the Northwest Montana History Museum and largely focuses on what is offered in the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act in regards to transitioning towards renewable energy resources. Winter said there's something for everyone at the event, which will kick off with the film Current Revolution, The Transformation Cannot Be Stopped, featuring the role utilities will play in the transition to a clean energy system. The workshop Electrify Your Life will provide information on the benefits available through the Inflation Reduction Act to homeowners and renters to make the transition to an electrified home. Another workshop will use an online simulator to look at various policies and their relative effectiveness in addressing the issue of global warming and the resulting changes in the climate. Local organizations like the Flathead Autobahn Society, Climate Smart Glacier Country, Flathead Basin Commission, Wild Montana, and more will have display booths there to educate on their organizations, as well as Clark Nissan, who will be showing off their new electric vehicle. Winter said projections from the Inflation Reduction Act and the public's growing concern about climate change has her hopeful for the future. I think more and more people uh, recognize that climate change is serious. It's impacting our health. You have only to look at the smoke in the summertime to know that it's impacting your health. We know it's impacting our local tourism industry. If we don't have cold streams, it's going to affect fly fishing. If we don't have enough days with snow, it affects cross-country skiing and downhill skiing. So it's serious, and I believe people are recognizing that. I believe people are getting involved. They're voting. The Educational Earth Day event will take place at the Northwest Montana History Museum on April 22nd and will run from 1 to 4 p.m. It is free and open to the public. You can read those full news stories and more great local news coverage on thedailyinterlake.com. In addition to our website, The Interlake has a breaking news app. To keep up with what's going on in the community, search Daily Interlake in the App Store. Now it's time for our deep dive segment. Today I'm chatting with Interlake reporter Kate Heston about what our local lawmakers have been up to this session. Hi, Kate. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, So Kate has been following bills filed by local lawmakers here in the Flathead. Um, What has Kalispell Representative Courtney Sprunger been up to this session? Yeah, so Representative Sprunger has been up to a lot this session, actually, and she is very engaged with um, the governor on a lot of what she is doing. And so specifically something that she... um, has going for her right now that uh, the governor actually had in his budget is um, establishing an adoption tax credit, which is House Bill 225. Um, And it's eligible for families who adopted on or after July 1st, 2022. Um, And if you adopt out of foster care, the family is awarded $7,500 in the tax year. And if it's a regular adoption, uh, they're awarded $5,000. Um, the bill is currently on the governor's desk, so it just requires his signature, and then that will ultimately become law. Um, another bill that Courtney Sprunger has been really, really pushing for is House Bill 267, which is the SAFER Act, which is funding a bunch of infrastructure po- uh, projects uh, in and around Montana. And this actually got signed into law on March 13th as a part of Governor Gianforte's um, huge package for uh for Montana, and so it's going to put $100 million towards infrastructure projects, um, and each year you can't exceed $15 million. But Sprunger said in a hearing that roads and bridges are the bedrock of our community and commerce, so I know that she's really excited about this one, and a lot of people on both sides of the aisle are also pretty excited about infrastructure. Um, 
A last one that she's kind of been like really pushing for is House Bill 257, which is going to grant children in high school specifically more opportunities to learn outside of the classroom. Um, it basically creates a fund that allows kids to get steel-toed shoes or uh, nursing scrubs or anything that they would need for an internship or an apprenticeship outside of the classroom. Um, and that also passed the Senate on April 11th and is currently on the governor's desk. Yeah, it seems like she's been really busy this session. Um, another representative who's been really busy in the area is Braxton Mitchell. Um, he's filed some bills that are pretty controversial among some people. Um, can you tell me about one of those bills? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he's been in the news a lot recently for House Bill 359, which prohibits uh, Montana minors from attending drag shows. A lot of people assume that this is in response to a lot of the drag readings that happen at zoos for children um but specifically it looks to prohibit minors from attending drag shows in public places schools and libraries um and so it kind of like stops any drag performances from ha ha happening there um it's currently pending in the senate senate but considering that the republicans have a major supermajority in the legislature it will likely pass the senate and go to the governor's desk um these hearings, though, for this bill have been super long, lots of proponents, lots of opponents, uh, and a major testament to kind of the social issues at hand here in Montana. Um, he also, though, is bringing some bills that are really specific to Northwest Montana that aren't as um, controversial, which, for example, House Bill 81, which is currently on the governor's desk as well, and it just passed the Senate, uh, creates a new state veterans uh, cemetery in Northwest Montana, which is something that a lot of veterans in this area are really looking forward to. So I know that Representative Mitchell uh, sent an email the other day expecting that to get signed. So I know a lot of people are looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, and the Columbia Falls of Veterans Home and Veterans Services are really important. So that'll be that'll be great. Um, so Senator Mike Cuff up in Eureka has filed some interesting bills about natural resource management. Um, can you kind of tell me what he's proposing? Yeah, absolutely. As we know, uh, Northwest Montana owes a lot of its uh, industry to natural resources. And so Mike Cuff has definitely uh, targeted natural resources um, as one of his priorities throughout all of his terms um, in the legislature. And so this year specifically, uh, Senate Bill 83, which has had a really interesting life cycle in the legislature, um, it will create the Western Montana Conservation Commission, um, effectively combining the already existing Flathead Basin Commission and the Upper Columbia Conservation Commission, both which were created at different times to monitor water quality, invasive species, um, and just making sure that our water quality in Northwest Montana stays pure. Um, according to Cuff, over time, the missions kind of overlapped. And so he brought this bill forward to uh, combine them, kind of one of the governor's red tape relief projects, if you may. Um, and so it was put on the House Natural Resource Committee uh, table, actually, um, but it was brought out of the table when um, they amended it to require a six-year performance review date, which means that they just have to review to make sure it's working um, in 2029. Um, so it's currently pending for recounsel in the Senate because it has that amendment, but if it passes, it will go to Gianforte's desk. Um, the other big natural resource one that uh, Senator Cuff is pushing forward is Senate Bill 3, which looks to revise forest taxation laws. Um, the goal, according to Cuff, is to incentivize timberland owners to continue growing trees by making the tax system more fair, um, by revisiting the tax rates and changing the appraisal cycle and a lot more, um, just because trees have such a long cycle that the revenue uh, doesn't come right away. So he's trying to make it more more um, incentivized so people continue to, to uh 
grow timber. Um, and that's pending in the house right now. And once it passes the house, it will go to the governor's desk. And so, yeah, yeah, we've got some other representatives and senators in the area. Uh, what have they been up to this session? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's definitely a handful of legislature legislators in the flathead. Um, specifically, there's three Regeers. So Matt Regeer is the Speaker of the House, um, and his sister Amy Regeer is also a representative in the House. Both of them have put forward some legislation dealing with abortion um, and some other kind of contested things, but... Those are going through the legislature right now. Um, their father, Senator Keith Regeer, is also in the Senate, and he's bringing forward some legislation along with uh, Senator John Fuller. Um, both of them have seen have been seen as kind of controversial figures um, as well. Um, Representative Bob Keenan, uh, he's from Big Fork, and he has been focusing a lot on mental health, which is um, pretty cool. Uh, these are all Republican uh legislators the only legislator in the area that is not a republican is dave fern and he is um, the whitefish representative and he's been pushing forward some things that deal with resort uh resort towns and housing and yeah he hasn't been awfully successful with a lot of them but he's been successful with some of his some of his efforts for sure awesome all right well kate is our state house reporter she covers politics and she covers environment um, so yeah, thank you, Kate. Thanks for yeah. catching us up. Thank you for having me. In addition to her great state house reporting, Kate also covers the environment for us, like I previously mentioned. She's always writing about wildlife management, resource management, and more. So take a minute to check that out, as well as her great state house reporting on our website, dailyinterlake.com. Let's take a look at what events are coming up this week in the Flathead Valley. Flathead Valley Community College's production of the Cole Porter Classic Anything Goes starts its two-weekend run on April 20th. Get ready for music, dance, romance, and madcap antics aboard an ocean liner bound from New York to London. Performances take place in the FVCC Joe Ludgate Black Box Theater. It'll run April 20th through the 22nd and the 27th through the 29th starting at 7 p.m. Tickets are available online at fvcc.edu events or at the box office one hour prior to each performance. $20 for general admission, $15 for seniors, and it's free for students. Another great Earth Day event is taking place in Lakeside on Saturday. The Community Cleanup Day will begin at Volunteer Park at 8.30 a.m. A family-friendly event, trash bags, and reflective safety vests, both adults and kid sizes, will be provided on a first-come, first-served basis. However, organizers recommend bringing your own work gloves, wearing bright colors, and comfortable shoes. Attendees will arrive at Volunteer Park between 8.30 and 9 a.m. to check in and receive your vest and trash bag, compliments of sliders, lumber, and building supply. Coffee and pastries will be provided by Glacier Perks, and organizers ask that attendees register ahead online. Find everything going on in the Valley under the Events tab on our website. A look ahead at the weather this week won't surprise many longtime residents. It's more rain and cloud and snow as we make that transition to warmer weather. Bar cold front moving through, we could be looking at some slightly warmer te temperatures, and I mean only slightly. Throughout the week, we maintain that slight chance for rain and snow, though the overall forecast is looking to be more cloudy with some chilly temperatures in the night and morning, and with highs getting up into the low 50s during the daytime. Thanks for joining us. News Now is a new podcast from the Daily Interlake. We're proud to be the largest news gathering operation in the region and one of the oldest papers in the Valley. Consider becoming a subscriber to support our work. Call circulation at 406-755-7018 or go to the Manage Subscription tab on the top right corner of our website. Everybody stay safe and have a great week.